Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Ike Feldman. Hanging out, enjoying life, loving life. Life is good. Hard work pays off. Being a good person also pays off. I love you. I hope you guys are doing great. I get to speak to amazing athletes, martial artists, but more importantly, people in this episode. I have a fantastic time. Uh, Just being a goofball with uh, Justin Montavo. He's a killer in the cage, but he's a, a kind-hearted, beautiful, wholesome human being. And uh, I tried to get some uh, something out of like impressions of Paulo Costa. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy, but he's, uh, he's a closet comic. We got to get him to come out of the closet. Uh, Justin... Again, thank you for the time. Uh, Justin's support system, his father, and family have been uh, very gracious and uh, very cool to me. And uh, I'm very appreciative of the opportunity to be a part of, a very small part, of Justin Montavo's journey. If you guys missed it, he had an, an amazing performance at Bellator 272. Just the body snatcher went to work just with the shovel hooks, beautiful footwork, shaking off all the takedown attempts of his opponent, and got the job done and proved to 4-0 in his professional career. And 2022, only bigger and brighter things lie ahead for Mr. Montavo. After Justin, I had the pleasure of speaking with Noel Avila's coach, Noel, as UFC Jim Soho members will know him. He is the MMA manager for UFC Jim Soho. He's a longtime martial artist. He's a cool guy. Again, like Justin, just a wholesome human being. And it was an honor and a privilege to, I don't know, just chat it up with uh, Noel and Justin. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I know I did. Nice shirt, by the way. Where can people get the merch? The Justin Montavo, hands in the air. It's literally his signature. If he takes a good shower, he raises his hands. When he pisses, he raises his hands. I was like, if he doesn't raise his hands after the beatdown of Jacob Baum with beautiful switch boxing, that heavy scoop shovel left hook that Bond could not escape, uh, uh, Montavo's reach. I don't know exactly what the number is, but, man, you look like freaking uh, spaghetti arms out there. Beautiful boxing, my man. Great cardio. A little cocky on the wrestling defense. You're like, yeah, get get off me. You're like flicking him like a like like an infant. Sorry, Jacob. I'm, I'm grabbing me. Let me finish you. Ready? I'm grabbing. <laughs> like a dog. That, yeah. 
It's like just go down. I wanted him to. I wanted to get the finish so bad. He kept fucking grabbing me. Oh my goodness! Did uh, you see my write up for it? I almost predicted it. I wrote third round TKO. It was that close? Oh shit! The ref could have stopped it if he wanted to. You know, like in boxing when they're hyping the fighters up and they like, he's a knockout machine, and just like sometimes you're just like, all right, they give him an early stoppage. Yeah. <laughs> they could have done yeah. that with me. Boxing, they, they yeah, I saw that with uh I learned that with McGregor. That was literally the first live boxing fight I watched. I was like, oh, boxing, they don't fight to the death. <laughs> the guy gets rocked. Like, Sean, Sean Porter's father, like now I'm used to it four years later, but at first I was pissed off because we're so used to like seeing people like Diego Sanchez, what Al did to Diego Sanchez. Killed him, but uh, yeah, it, he, you know his face was still there. His face game is on point. Like I don't know if he had like a half smirk or was how big the mouthpiece was, but he seemed like he was still there, like mentally. Uh, I was crazy. I'm hitting him as hard as I can, and I'm just like, damn, he's still smiling. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I knew he's where those body shots landed. They were hard, man. I was th- I was trying to take his body apart. And usually when I have people with those, they fall to the ground. But I'm like, you know, some people are tough. So I know that uh, I work hard in the gym. So I'm like, if he doesn't fall, I could do it for fucking 25 minutes, I think. That's nice. the scary part. But, uh, is that the longest fight of your career? My pro career, yeah. Well, amateurs is three by three, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Unless you did a five by five or a three by five. That was weird. As an amateur, I didn't have any finishes. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, now your finish game is good. You got you got the job done. The great job by Bellator, man. You had some really cool uh, photos in the lead up too. Um, yeah. Who uh, who sewed that uh, the flags together? Was that you? Just like. Oh, my dad did that for me. <laughs> Would have been embarrassing if it ripped apart. <laughs> I bet half the people in, in around the world are like, wait, he's from America and Texas? <laughs> Puerto Ricano! Great job, man. Very good. Fucked up my thumb, bro. Still? I think I saw that like... Oh, you saw this already? Last so, play any video games. I'm trying to play Call of Duty and shit. What, uh... From a punch? Yeah, I think when I hit him, one of those hooks. Elbow? Did you yeah, hit like, elbow or something? Yeah, like the tip, top part of this nerve, it like kind of like fell off. So it's like I got to keep it in this thing for like six weeks so that way it can come back together, hopefully, they're saying. Because my thumb was like stuck like this. Like I couldn't like give a thumbs up. It was like this and mad small. Yeah. Make an emoji for you. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I really don't care, but it's like it just hurts like hell still a little bit. I might as well try it. I just want to do shit. I can't really do jits. I don't know if I should do jits. I might, I might start right? next week. You know, like fuck it. No, 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 fuck it's no fuck. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh you fought two times this year? No. Three times. You could get away with two times next year. Late spring, early I'm trying, fall. I'm trying four. I'm trying to up the ambush. 
I'm trying to get UFC this year. Or Bellator. I don't care. You're knocking on the door. Yeah, man. If I can get four, six, seven. If I could be eight and oh by the end of this year coming up. You could be Khabib in a boxing match, correct? I think so. Dude, you have amazing boxing. Now, I think Al has had the best hands come out of Long Island, if I'm correct. No disrespect to anybody else. Well, you know, Chris Wyman would literally strangle me because he's like, dude, I knocked out Anderson Silva. That is true. <laughs> Maybe tire career. I really liked Al's hands, especially the 25-minute performance against Lee. That was very tight. You're right up there, man. Like I was always saying, like, you know what? I got to get used to these freaking grinding wrestlers coming out of my state, my Providence. But then you come along. Excellent freaking boxing. That's something you don't see a lot of in New York, yeah? Got a lot of wrestling. You're very modest. Like Chris Wade, he's a late learner. Um, Very, um, he's very uh, athletic. Yeah, anybody who's racist, if you pay attention to, like, old broadcasters, they'll, they'll say uh, black athletes are freaks or, or freak of nature's beasts, physical specimens. Huh. First of all, I think that's, like, subliminal racism. <laughs> look at the one. Look at Chris Wade. Dude, just shredded, ripped. Look at the Russians. Like, they are yeah. act, strong. But... John Jones, pretty good hands. Not really. Nah, just length. Yeah, he doesn't really use them. He dropped Machida, but that was it. He's got good creativity, you know? With the elbows and the clinch. He's very, like, smart in that. Good IQ. So. Do you have the best hands out of NY? Who came out of the city? Bamboji. Mm, yep. Burgos, how would you do in a stand-up match against Burgos, boxing match? Um, I don't want to, you know, blow oh. myself up. But <laughs> I said, I think I'm more technical than Burgos. I like Burgos. He's a cool guy, so I don't want to see this in the office. True. True. But, no, he's got good power. I think that the blood, like the blood, uh, he he licks his own blood. It turns into a different person. I'm sure in, in like the the NJ headquarters for Tiger Shulman, he's like technical AF. But dude, when it's fucking fight night, he's a murderer. Yeah, he's also fighting you know highly ranked guys too. So good answer. These are all tests. Shane, yeah. you could come over. <laughs> Yo, what I just. No, no. You have to be confident in myself, you know? I think I'm more technical, I think. But, you know, we'll see. When I'm, if I'm ever up there fighting the top guys, how technical I look. <laughs> you have that... You know when John Jones traps a fighter in their footwork and then he knows they're going to go out a certain way and that's when he does the spinning back kick? Yeah. You have a different version it's that beautiful 
I think your left is longer than your right. Like when you are in Southpaw and you got them pinned against the fence and then they have to shuffle out to their uh, right. You pin them with that left against the body, man. That is fucking nasty. Have a check hook and then the bop bop. A lot of people, I think the, see, John Jones is long too, but maybe he's just so stiff in the upper body. Anderson Silva, very loose. You got a very like Anderson Silva rotator cuffs. <laughs> like you got loose rotator cuffs. I think that's where the power comes from, but it's like Nate is stiff. He's got the one, two down the pipe. Nick, he's got, or you have the same kind of like length and like that lengthy power. Yeah. Did you discover this while boxing with training or just? Yeah, I used to fucking love the Diaz brothers like when I first started training. And I would like watch their highlight videos. <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh, you know, I would try it in sparring. And it was weird. It kind of just got like put into me. Like I would just, I didn't even realize I was like, I would like to study fighters. I'm like, okay. I studied Silva. I, was, I mean, Nick. And I'm like, All right, I'll study John Jones now and I'll study like other guys and like try to get my style to look like theirs because I like doing stuff like that. And then eventually it's just weird. It's like Nick always just stayed in there. Like I stopped studying him a while ago. Like All right, I'm trying to be like this guy now. But the Nick Diaz style was always kind of in me. It was weird. I guess because it was like the first style I tried to like copy. <laughs> and everyone's like, yo, he's like Nick Diaz. He's like Nick Diaz. He's like, I'm best hearing it over and over again. And I'm like, oh, shit. Has I Nick didn't ever know. been finished? Nick? Yeah. Yeah, early in his career. Did he? Yeah, he got finished by some guy. I forgot his name. Some blonde guy. Well, anyway, I have a whole theory. Uh, some blonde guy. <laughs> yeah, I hey, fuck. Yo, I'm the only guy to finish Nick Diaz. <laughs> My name is Nick Chris Wade. <laughs> I Hit him once. And he fucking dropped him. I was like, what the hell? Hmm. I feel yeah, like cool. uh, getting knocked out is a very mental thing. I think if you're loose and it's like, if you're nervous, I don't know. I think you're tight and you're more susceptible to knockouts. Um, like, I don't know, man. You're like, I feel like your personality is not the guy we're seeing right now. A guy who's just farting in his sheets and trying to play Call of Duty <laughs> with one hand, like, <laughs> in the cage whatever shape belt i think it's a hexagon or it's a circle i think it's a circle what um bellator is not an octagon no nah, you're right that's actually like a little circle it's weird but it's probably better for footwork actually more or yes yeah. edges huge you could run away forever <laughs> um who runs away alistair over him would get his laps in <laughs> Um, yeah, right on the track. But, dude, you just – and you see these little bits of personality. Um, Again, not the nose-picking, <laughs> sheet-farting, <laughs> Justin that we're seeing right now. Dude, your personality on fight night and leading up to the fight too. Yeah, I want to get into the Instagram live thing. That was pretty awesome. But your personality on the fight night, dude, you're like – you're there. You're like present. It's 
it's like almost like a, a Broadway person. It's like, you know, they're, they're calm in the dressing room, uh, leading up. They do their warm ups. They're wearing sweatpants during the week. But when it's like got your eyeliner on, we all know you wear eyeliner. Uh, when you got your makeup done, when you're in the cage, when you're on stage, man, you're like having fun. You're you're pushing this guy off you kind of looking back like seriously, like, bro, get off me. Come on, let's 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 fucking do this. And you see Chris Wade. One of the most monotone, he could put people to sleep yeah. in an interview. But when oh. you see him, Bubba <laughs> Jenkins, freaking th- sweeping Bubba, like reverse positions in jujitsu, pinning him against the fence, looking at his a wife. I, I hope it was his wife and not some dude. And he's sticking out his tongue. And I'm like, holy shit. I go, that's the Chris Wade. I go, that's deep down. So what I'm saying is deep down, man, you are a confident fucking killer can you agree yeah man that one day is you gotta make it work man. that's it i'm so blessed to do this there a balancing act that you have to like it you literally have to kind of even contain it during sparring or uh, I've only seen one sparring professional session at Factory X. They were letting things fly. They were letting things fly. A guy had a PFL final coming up. He was, they were no holds bar going at it. Wow. You Are you still expressing yourself that much? Are you that in the zone in sparring? Or do you still take it as practice, reps, practice, reps? Can you take us behind the scenes of leading up to the fight? We obviously can see your fight night stuff. But what about leading up to the fight? Yeah, I don't really like to spar that hard anymore. I like to Interesting. focus more on defense. If the other guy wants to go hard, then, you know, I'll smack him up a little bit. But okay. it's like, you now people know, like, not, I don't go that hard. I mainly focus on my technique and my defense. Do you, is it, is there like a tryout period? Like, are you only going with fellow pros or if a guy has been there for two years, solid jujitsu, solid striking, were you like, Hey, Todd, <laughs> you want to come spar? Like, how, how does that work? Yeah. I mean, I kind of have like, we kind of all go with the pros, keep it with the pro level guys, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, you know, the fighter group. We have, like, a group of fighters that we all kind of work with. Kind of like the same weight class. I saw Matt Frivola, the steamroller. He had a big smirk on his face, and he was very happy to post that photo of you. You know, nobody knows what happened in that sparring session, but, I mean, uh, all right, Matt. You know, he's, he's like, seven days out from a fight, man. Give him a break. He was like, yeah, I'm 185 pounds right now. Uh, I got the better (laughs) That is a big boy. How's it feel to get hit by him, man? But you, yeah, you're taking it easy. Like, is it yeah, just going? Um, I think he was just having fun that day. But um, now nah, we got good working for sure. Nice. He was a good style for the guy who was fighting. They kind of fought similar. Like, football is obviously way better. So that was good work for me. You look like a giant against him. Oh man. We came, we weighed in at the same weight, too. That was nuts. Exactly the same. How, did he feel strong? 
No. So you said on the Instagram live, again, we're being joined by Justin Montalvo, Kid Marvelous, 4-0. and Though he did not get the finish against Jacob Baum at Bellator 272, it is a clinic. He ran through the finish line. You kind of had the Diaz-esque just like maybe 50%, 60%, 70%, 80%, and then you just put it on Jacob. You guys went one more round. You're totally just annihilating him. But in the Instagram Live, you're doing your weight cut. Man, this is what I mean with the personality. I'm like, is this guy going to be in media? Your Paulo Costa impression was fucking excellent. It does take a good amount. I have a fake laugh to make people feel better. That actually made me laugh. <laughs> Can you give us some Palo Pasta? Palo Pasta? Oh, man. I don't think I could do it right now. <laughs> See what I mean? This is what I mean. Like the peak of the mountain, like- you don't give a fuck. Your mind's on set. You're confident. And now you're down the, the, down the mountain of the fight. And you're like, huh. yeah, you know, I don't do any impressions. No, I got sick. My thumb's all fucked up. <laughs> Jeez. Listen, now. real life That's- people. All the people that see the glorious American and Texas flag kid marvelous on Instagram. This is real life, Justin. <laughs> Imagine you look down, we just see your gut hanging on your belly. <laughs> I saw Al on the uh obviously the night of 223, and then uh UFC Atlantic City. Al Jermaine Sterling was on that. Marab was on that when Marab's doing the kick thing. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I think he gave thumbs up to the referee like four times. I'm not choked. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I don't know why they stopped the fight. But the, the greatest part of all was when I walked through the corridors of the AC arena. And I hope that was a pretty good impression from Marab. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the machine. I saw Al. Man, he looked like he was 200 pounds easy. <laughs> I was like, bro, <laughs> after the Khabib fight and people running up to him for autographs. And I was yeah. like, I was like, guys, he'll trade you an autograph for a cannoli right now. <laughs> oh, goodness. but you are part of the new regime of MMA. You're 25 years young. My man, you are. I don't think you're even close to peaking yet. I think we have a long ways to go before we see you peaking, but I appreciate that you're keeping your weight down, whether you like it or not. Um, is this to, you might get a call in January. You might get a call in February type of deal. I hope Bellator calls me back in February, but me and Longo have something planned for February. Bellator doesn't happen and it's probably going to be a ring combat. For a title match so what happens? so it's either if i wow. get match then it might be like contender series shot after that so justin that. that sounds like an awesome option one you get the five round experience two you get to feel the pressure of the main event if there is i know they have sometimes not Put, well, ring I combat i think is just three five minute rounds for a title match weird oh well, they usually do four-minute rounds, but for a title, I think they do five-minute rounds, if I'm not mistaken. Gotcha. So three fives or maybe four fives. I don't know. The more rounds, the better for me. How many cars do you guys take down? Because I felt like I was overstepping. I would have loved to jump in a carpool, obviously, if it wasn't the baby's birthday, but 
Definitely could have. Uh, Are we pre-gaming on the way down there? I mean, not for not you. <laughs> yeah, this would be. Is there another caravan of hooligans? Um, so I'm trying to think. Where it's like my dad takes the van, so we get like a bunch of people in the van. And uh, actually, no, we used to do that back in the day. I think now it's just me and my dad go, and then my brother and all them. They go like on their own thing. So you'd probably have to go with like my brother, or else you can just come with me and my dad. Yeah, but then your dad's going to be asking me about my career. What are my thoughts about parenthood? Uh, what do you think of my son? It's going to be a whole like, I mean, I think I could answer it in 10 minutes. I'll just I'll pretend I'm sleeping. Like You're better a- off calling up my brother and stuff. And- <laughs> I'm kidding. Your dad is the man. Um, what has he said uh, in the post fight? It seems like all is calm on the Montalvo front. The job was done, executed. Time to enjoy the holidays. Well, what is he... Uh, does he feel like uh, a weight's lifted off? I know he uh, he rides this moment with you, man, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it. My dad's the best, man. He was so happy. He was like, oh, it's the best Christmas present you could have gave me. So, <laughs> so I got to get him another Christmas present for this Christmas. But that was one of the gifts he's getting. Nice. And get him a... Uh, and we got February too, so it's gonna be a very active year again. The fights are just rolling, rolling, rolling. You cool with that? Yeah, definitely, dude. I want to be in the UFC. You know that. I love fighting. Like, I took that flex fight, then the Bellator fight. Then in February. Are you as long as not taking hits? You know, like the last fight, I didn't take any hits. Are you like me where you'll literally say exactly how you feel, exactly how you want at level one, like to who anybody it could be your girlfriend, your parents, your family, your teammates, like uh, you want X, Y, Z. And that's exactly how you feel, but nobody listens. And then it takes a level three, level five. And then you're literally at level nine. Yo, we fucking doing this. Am I getting the UFC? This is what I want. Like, is that how you are? Like you got to, Work on expressing yourself so you don't punch holes in walls. <laughs> and no, then I'm learn how to sheetrock. <laughs> My parents know uh, that I want to be the UFC, so and uh, everyone knows it now. Like everyone around me. So Ray, and he's the one who brought up the contender series. No, that's just what I'm guessing because it happened to Dennis. So it's yeah. like if you win combat belt. You usually got a contender series shot or you like defend it a few times. I don't know. But uh it depends, you know. Ray can definitely get me in and Matt could definitely get me in. I just gotta keep killing it. That's the connection, brother. Just keep getting these W's. That's why I just want to keep fighting, keep fighting. I wanna be like Hamza when I grow up. <laughs> I kill everybody. It's like, all right, you know, you're kind of uh, getting very Not close perfect. to the line. Come shot. I mean, Hamza. <laughs> that's that's from Colby. That's from Colby. I kill everybody. Everyone <laughs> for everybody. And Joe Rogan. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like how many? Who's everybody? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Come on, man. Can we get the Palo Pasta impression? Hey. Uh, you know, cutting weight is. <laughs> <laughs>
Come on, it's spot on. Uh, I don't know if I could do I don't even know how I did it that day. You I was saw the on- Marvin Vittori thing? Like when they had the back and forth? And he goes, don't be scared. He goes, he's like, move up. He goes, 195, sign the contract. Don't be scared. And Vittori's like, what are you talking about, you idiot? <laughs> <laughs> no. Come on, give us something, Justin. I liked when he was like, uh, he's like, you know, after the fight, we could, you know, get some drinks or something. He told him <laughs> we could drink together. He's an alcoholic. <laughs> fucking nuts. Oh, my gosh. He's a character. And uh, his post fight with Izzy was the start of it when he does like the he didn't blink. And he's just like, sign the contract. Don't run. Don't run. <laughs> I know I can't do it. I do like a Russian depression. <laughs> come on, come on, give us something. I have to like watch Apollo Costa video real quick. Oh man. <laughs> you I'm trying to think. Al's pretty funny. Al Jermaine, he's very he's got an analyst. He's more of an analyst than a comedian. Weidman is a little of both. Yeah. Are you the funniest? The funniest? It's you or your Quinta? No, 100%. Definitely think it's me. (laughs) 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 Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. When I'm on, I'm on. (laughs) (sighs) What are you playing the new Call of Duty or is it the past versions? Um, Honestly, I haven't been playing Call of Duty because I'm like, I don't think I can because I have to use the right thumbstick a lot. I've been playing UFC. I just like press the buttons with this. It's easier. But uh, Call of Duty is going to be hard as hell. Well, I can't even move the thumbstick with this. Look at this. Like there. Jeez. The doctor's like, uh, we don't know why, but your uh, your thumb is actually worse damaged than. <laughs> <laughs> you think I should do jits? Just be careful with it. Oh, man, I think- it's like you want to get sweaty, it's gonna like fall off too. Sucks, dude. If I could do it with the mask, you could do it with the thumb thing. Do it with the what? When the are, you, are you gonna be? <laughs> I was only gonna do Muay Thai with Carol. I think that's her name at uh, Sarah's. Carol, the redheaded girl. Yes, the redheaded girl. Oh, nice. Um, I actually went down again. I get very anxious on fight nights, especially if it's somebody that like there's a connection with. It's like I was screaming at the TV for your fight, man. Like we're playing like in the no no bells are jingling, and I'm like, come on, you cocksucker, get the fucking finished. No. Another outside is rightful. You piece of shit. Get the fucking wrestling off you. Stop smiling. (laughs) And the bells are so delightful. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) So November 6th for Al's fight against Bobby Green. Um I, I was like to my wife, I go, I don't care. I go, I'm going down to the gym. 
I wore a mask and uh, at least got to hit the heavy bag and introduce myself. Where? Uh, Sarah's. Oh, okay. Huntington? Yeah, Steve Lee banned me from uh, law. After our interview, I uh, I said, you don't really fight, right? And I pushed him, and there was a uh, there was a shoe behind him, and he fell down. And oh. uh, I didn't expect him to fall. Yeah. But then he said, uh, he said, he's like, you follow up question, piece of poop eating Jew. You want a piece of me? I was like, Steve, this is, uh, <laughs> this is crossing the line right now. Damn, you got, oh. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to talk about, uh, sparring sessions or gym wars, but, um, Steve's got a long way to go. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I literally was talking Steve's ear off. <laughs> that guy is going to work in politics. I told him, uh, I said, you need to be on like an Olympic committee or you need to work with like fighter pay committees. He is on the ball. Like that guy, if I need a lawyer for fighting, he's the guy. Like he's. God bless him. Like if a teacher's like, <laughs> and we all have a double homework assignment and he'd be like, teacher, I disagree with this assessment. I feel that you're not ex expanding our minds enough. I think we should focus on no homework and work on the in, in class work. The teacher be like, Steve, that is the most intelligent thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like Steve is easy. He was really helping out a lot for, uh, Oh, yeah. How was the uh, experience with uh, Roasted Chicken Steve? Fuck, <laughs> you didn't get him the freestyle, but uh, no, nah, he's helping out a lot. That is true. I thought, like, whatever happens during weight cuts, you forget. But, yeah, he did not give a freestyle. Yeah, I was kind of upset about that. But uh... <laughs> did, you, nah, did you ever see 106 in Park? Or I think that's what it was. On BET? Park? No. The uh, Balls Entertainment Network? TV. Nope. The uh the number one freestyling guy. Oh my gosh, I think his name is Gin and Juice. The number one freestyling guy. I think he won like eleven weeks in a row every Friday. Um, was Asian. Wore Timberlands and a do rag. This is not a joke. This is not a joke. One oh six and Park. Free. I'll I'll play it. I'll play it too. Freestyle. Friday gin. Oh, we got him. It is. Uh, here we go. Let me, uh, let me. Oh, wait. Hold on. Uh, how do we do this? Yo, you, you, you won 106 in Park. When free was hosting, man. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm trying right now. I'd be in the matter of fact, I'm gonna call yo, over. Go buy her some flowers, invite her to dinner. It's not always about like, yo, come on, let me get up in there. Like, try another approach. Hold on, you think that's what I, I said? I don't want to hear any excuse from Steve. Idea. Okay, the word is they're doing rush out for, but the key thing is Jackie and Chris, they both back in, right? But one of the things talking rush hour. Jeez, that could be Pumi and Steve. That's nice for me, for a sister. Thank you. Move on out Here to yeah, 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 
I'm from the Hamptons and not my Hold it, from the Hamptons. Uh, can you hear it? Hamptons? Is that even like tough? To- <laughs> <laughs> I literally the perfect timing to stop it, but you could hear the audio. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm from the Hamptons. We <laughs> <laughs> I swear I didn't know this guy would say that. What? What do you think his next line is? I like going to the mall buying my stuff. What? I love Crocs. I, love... I like buying my girlfriend nice stuff. I'm respectful. I hold. The... Oh my god! I'm gonna bookmark this. Yeah, 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 yo, yo, yo. From the Hamptons, and I'm not ashamed of that. The white. Oh my God, he really is. Chalk the outline, but your brain's sad. Remain in fact, I don't want to spark the heater. I put your girl in second quarter out of parking meter. You can't beat me, trust me, jerk. Beat me, and you have a reason to hang up your musty shirt. Luck, boots will destroy every word you call. And I'm bored like a piss bin lying off. Kid gossiping like a chick that bleed. Five days after month, you only missing a weed. I'll be off like I'm missing a sleeve. Listen, gay. All right, he thought about that one. Take it on. We're going to take it on to Jen. You ready, DJ? What are your thoughts? Adam and Steve, that was was pretty nice. Okay, okay. Let's see if Jen gets them. And uh, he should have said mustard. He said musty, but he's wearing a mustard shirt. Okay, here we go. We got Jen, a.k.a. Steve Lee. Steve Lee's persona before anybody gets (laughs) Jeez, I've attacked Marab, Al. I said Al Jermaine Sterling's not funny. And now I'm saying Steve Lee has no excuse why I can't freestyle because he's Asian. So who's next? <laughs> hey, drop that. Drop that for Jim. Uh, yeah, yeah. Come on. See, I really don't know what you're doing. He got a Kobe Bryant jersey on, but look more like, like a light-skinned Patrick Ewing. I'm nice-witted when I'm spitting. Come on, in a week or so, I'll be spitting on the Swiss beats while you'll be at the bodega asking for Swiss cheese. I'm nice-witted, freestyle. Come on, you want to talk about guns? That's why you get your stutter on. Only Toasty Pack is the kind you put butter on. I'm nice-witted when I'm free. Come on, yo, yo, check it out. Ask your girl. I was doing something in the house. Matter of fact, she had my egg roll and my dumplings in her mouth. Next time you see her, bring extra protection. Next time you see her, it's a wrap. Oh, man. Have you ever you know, put your egg rolls in a dump? That was, that was very, like, fitting. You know, he didn't try to not. He was, like, staying as himself. He stood with the egg rolls and, like, you know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, he won. He won. I think he had the most record. That's the thing. If, if you're some, like, corny rapper, though. And you're like, you're not supposed to be rapping. But if you like can do something like that, I think you could fit right in. Like, even if you were rapping, like, yo, I'm Jewish and I interview people. But I ain't- Ooh, are you calling me out, bro? The last time I freestyled, I destroyed this dude. I'll yeah. make you look like Ponzinibbio when he fought Jiang Lee. <laughs> I know we just got finished in this last fight. But trust me, you're done, homie. <laughs> not bad, not bad. All right. What, what would you be freestyle music? I, I got to... I got to talk to somebody next. No, I, I got, got another a heat of food, but let's get in this uh, freestyle. Can you do that? You're not doing impressions. Can we get a freestyle? It is Friday. <laughs> freestyle Friday. Pick a song. Pick a song. What gets you? Home turf. Pick anything you want. 
You're gonna lose. <clears throat> You're gonna lose. Are you rap battling with me? Yes. Come on. I'm, I was waiting on the Instagram live. Like I'm, uh, I'm not gonna step on your moment, but your moment's fucking passed. <laughs> you better forget about it. No, it's only for the Instagram <laughs> live. Not physically, <laughs> with my words. If you understand, oh. with pick a freaking what was they say? A track. I pick a track. Um, Come on. I put for an eight mile. Lose yourself. Eight mile B. Uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my. All right. <laughs> I think there's a big pun, a beat that they use in that movie. Big pun instrumental. Yes, there is. I forget what it is. Uh, you ain't a killer. Or twins? I think it's twins. Because Pat Joe was on it. Like in the Puerto Rican. Can you hear it? Alright. It's an interview. I'm not coming to kill you. But when I do, it's gonna be in the cage and I'm gonna punch you with the ribs twice. Can't feel your brain. Uh, I ain't done with you. When I spit, I'm spitting at you. I'm coming at you faster than a UFO coming down the track at you. Uh, wearing glasses, I'm gonna smack them off of you. And I'm gonna smack your hat off of you too. I'm gonna rip those earphones around your throat and choke with them. Nothing, ain't nothing. I can feel. You need to work on your biceps, work on your legs too, and then work on your triceps. Work on your forearms. Just like your mom's on. <laughs> That's it. I'm done with you. I don't want to see you. Next time we do an interview, I'm going to poop at you, shoot at you, run this form at you, and hit you with a three. With a body shot. <laughs> I don't want to hear you no more. Cause <laughs> I got no. 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 You're about to make me wake up my baby. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm about to go crazy. You're talking oh. about body shots. The only thing you're doing is body shots on the bar. <laughs> my floor. Let's be clear. You can't spit bars. That's right, uh, Dustin. Broken thumb. Or it's a little sore because being a little whore, trying to dig to that body over and over. But you couldn't get enough. You wanted more. Jacob Bond. That's right. Why are you talking about my mom? Skinny arms? Okay. She'll take it. That's kind of a compliment. But let's not overstep. Let's keep it like Ramadan. That's right. That's Khabib's holiday. That's right. It is the holidays. So why are we talking about the Jews as Hanukkah just passed? Because remember, this is just words. Ain't about. Yeah. Uh, I was good at the beginning. Just talking all these words what about the bird. They different like like an earth. They go down with the clouds and you never work. But it's all sounds like a slur. When we touch and we meet up in the ring, don't touch the glove. I'm with the face with my glove. All right, all right. Let's change direction. Seriously, I'm about to get an erection. 
I was about to go in. I was going to say, let's talk about Jacob's bond. Well, we got to talk about my mom. Let's talk about the guy that you beat. Yo, I should have just hung up after that. Oh, shout out to Jacob Bomb. That was a wreck, though. I'm done with you, bro. (laughs) I hope it came through the sound. That was pretty fun. Nice. Good shit. All right. Young Justin. When do you go to Sarah's? Uh, DM me that. Don't. (laughs) I'm thinking of saying fuck it and just going to work out jujitsu again because I got to be ready for February. So fuck it. Then why don't uh I literally have to do a uh a warm up roll because I haven't rolled in over a year. So my point is if you need somebody to take a light, I'll I'll give you a run for your money, man. I'm uh I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. You going to law tomorrow? You wanna go to law? Uh you going Sunday? I could do Sunday too. Sunday I'm free. What time? Anytime. You pick the time, you pick the place. I'll show up there with the mask on my face. People are going to look at me like a disgrace. They'll be like, what are you, liberal? I'll be like, no, I just have a young kid, and he's little. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so. I remember I, I went to Sarah's. They were like, did you vote for Hillary? I was like, what? <laughs> it's like. The first thing they said to you? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh. I was like, believe me, I know this is awkward. I'd be at the bars. I'd be on the mats, but I, I have a young kid. Like, that's the last question they ask you on, like, the, like when you're signing up to join. Like, all right, last question. <laughs> you say yes, that's it. You can't come. Goodbye. Sarah's like, nah. <laughs> Get him out of Uh... Seriously, Sunday, reach out. Tomorrow, I got to do housework and uh, fix an electric thing on the house. But Sunday, let me know, bro. All right, maybe we'll roll. You'll hold some pads for me. Do you do uh, gi? Yeah, I do. Yeah, there you go. You want to do. It'll be slower, too. Like, I think you could. Get... You want to do gi? Whatever. You... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll do no gi. I don't really like wearing the gi. Okay. Okay. Better but, uh, Nate you're not Diaz, that's what he says. Nate is. Oh, oh, oh. Did you just say you, you want to hold pads? No. Do you know how to hold pads? Uh, I know two different styles uh, where you do the one twos on different hands, or I've seen people, they want you to do one, two on the same hand and a hook on a different hand because they want your punches to be down the pipe. Well, the jab is the left hand. You know, same, the same thing. I'll show you. <laughs> or we'll just spar. I'm trying not to flex, man. I'm trying not to flex. <laughs> All right, that was a dope freestyle, except for that that sus part you said. <laughs> Pause. Pause. I got Fat Joe and Big Pun looking at me like. Having my head. Meanwhile, they're on each other's backs. Look. They're brothers, bro. Rest in peace, fat pun. Fat, pun. Pun. fat bro. Crazy. 
See? When he was rapping on stage, he had to, like, take breaks because he couldn't, like, rap too much or he'd fucking probably catch a heart attack. Facts. Facts. Like, run out of breath and that easily. But, um, all right, I'm going to play some Call of Duty. I'm all right. Try. Enjoy, brother. Rest up. Heal up. And uh, I need to get an ice pack. You got to get ready for Okay, so Sunday I'll see you. <laughs> Bring right. a belly too. I'm gonna be hitting that body. Bring the what? Bring your belly pad too. I'm gonna be hitting your body. You don't have any. I got focus mitts and gloves. All right. You don't need it. We'll just get your body stronger. I got the same gloves as Diaz, or he's got the same gloves as me. Fighting, you know, titles. The company fighting. It's titles company. Never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's called Bodega Boxing. <laughs> Bodega Boxing. All right. Peace, brother. Justin's the man. He lost that freestyle. You guys know it. I know it. But we'll say he uh, he held his own. Uh, we all know the, uh, the armbar mitzvah Fellman took the mic ike on the mic what do you want you don't like me go take a hike yeah well coming up next is a guy who is blessed a guy who is better than the rest a guy who doesn't know about rest who's a hard worker ain't gonna give a bad interview he ain't gonna give a bad interview so coming up next my boy noel avilas what's up everybody it's your boy with another one of my boys, a really good guy, somebody you should all know, not only because of his skills, his martial arts skills, his people skills, his ability to ju just be uh, uh, a fantastic martial art lights lifestyleist, if lifestyleist is a word, but he's an excellent human being. He's a cool guy. He's funny. He's humble. He's got a work ethic, which is a really hard combination. Usually you meet those people, they uh they don't exist or their name is Jesus. But Coach Noel Aviles at Fight Life MMA on IG and respect, respect. He is the UFC Gym Soho MMA manager. Uh, I'm about to break some news for Coach Noel. Uh, yes, I am Jewish, but I am also Catholic. That is why I bless myself. But Coach, last time I seen you was March 2020. Seems like a freaking lifetime ago. My brother, you inspired many people. You have like a whole freaking gym in your uh, your house or apartment. You're getting it in, man. Nothing could hold you back. COVID didn't hold you back. And I have this saying, the strong not only survive, but they thrive. And my man, you are one of those thrivers. I respect you for many reasons, not only because you're a genuine person, but you you walk the walk. So, brother, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Still here at the gym, killer day. Still going, rocking out with you on this on this podcast. And I appreciate the time, uh, folks. We went a little late. Uh, I'm speaking uh, another really cool guy, and Justin Montavo, who just got the job done at Bellator. And Coach Noel, being the the just amazing human being, he goes, "Yeah, no problem." Meanwhile, he he got his makeup done. He's got his lighting crew behind him the boom mic, and he goes, "This son of a bitch pushed me back." But Noel didn't express that. He's a really cool guy. And Noel, uh, out of respect, I am very sorry for holding you up. You are a busy man. Like I said, nonstop. You work eight days a week like the Beatles song, man. 
is is sleep for the week are you gonna rest when you're dead like what sayings do you go by man yeah we rest when we're dead man now take us through your schedule after you chug and again guys follow coach noel avila's at Fight Life MMA, he is jacked. He's probably drinking fresh breast milk from a woman that he was probably doing biceps while he was milking her. This guy is the most interesting coach, man, martial artist that I know. He's a cool guy, and he's a lot of fun. Coach, take us through your schedule, please. Oh, man, my schedule? Uh, so it's not- <laughs> I don't want to stress you out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wake up 5, 5.30 a.m. Damn. My meals, if they're not made already, pack them up, head down to the gym, take care of my clients, get my training in, take care of more of my clients, teach my classes, take care of my paperwork, make sure everybody's straight at the gym, go back home to get ready to do it all over again. Now, my- when you were a young whippersnapper, were you like me, man, the, 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 as I get older, it's starting to slow down. Like you're starting to see the matrix before I start something new, even the first day with, uh, at the UFC gym in Soho, like uh, with Javier, I was chasing around like a freaking rabbit. Like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Man, you are cool. You are calm. Everything seems like just under your control. Uh, have you always been like that? Or is it just like learned behavior where uh, over time you get cooler and calmer? It's learned behavior. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. For me, it was at least, I don't know, for some might not be. For me, it was learned behavior, to be brutally honest. Learned behavior for sure, man. Learned behavior for sure. So now, do you get to enjoy your Fridays? How's, uh, uh, you stayed in the city the whole time, right? Yeah. How's that been, man? That, like, you, I, people are going to look at me like I'm nuts. I feel like the whole world was kind of like, We've never lived through a world war, but it kind of just feels like the way you look at your neighbors, the way you look at people in stores everywhere, there's kind of like an unease, like everybody feels it. Nobody says it. And we're going to look back in 30 years and be like, man, that was a crazy ass time. Uh, Thank God we're a lot cooler and calmer now. But how is that, man, at the heart of it, May, June 2020? And it it seems like we're on the the, going down the, the craziness side of it, which is a good thing. But how is that in the heat of it? Uh, you talking about the lockdown? Yeah, man. Oh man, um, dude. Honestly, I was I was just busy training my my bikini athlete. <laughs> I, I was myself. I was I wasn't. Pro- I planned on doing a comp, but then I knew it was gonna work out for me. But uh, my bikini athlete, she was real adamant on doing a comp, so I trained her throughout the comp. We got her ready for a comp, which uh, she ended up winning uh, first place in all her divisions. Uh-huh. Got her, I got her ready for her comp with 20-pound dumbbells and resistance bands and Kenya, a curl. Right? Yeah, Kenya. Kenya Stu at uh at IG. So uh yeah, um I got her ready for that comp and yo, straight up nothing but resistance bands, 20-pound dumbbells and a curl bar in the park, bro. We got it in. That girl got in shape, still made her on stage, and uh so the two so- contestants, she took first. The first on all on all her divisions, well, both two divisions. Um, she took the open class and took the novice. The first time she took it, everybody thought she was uh, a veteran already. Like, nope, first time she stepped on stage. 
how does that rank for you in terms of like uh, competition? Uh, obviously, you've competed yourself and you've been in the, the heat of sparring and gym wars and everything. But it's like, is it different for you? Like when I see my nephew on the mats, like if it, it feels different, like it's I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it. How is that for you? Sense of pride was uh, phenomenal, to be honest. You know, I was proud as hell, you know. So, like you said, like with your nephew, with me, it was like, you know, ha having my kid on stage, you know, and just smashing it. Like, she destroyed it. She completely killed that. She took it, killed it. Are you going to be the one athlete uh, coach? Like, do you feel that you can, like, build her up, like, take her beyond her p potential? Or did you, did other people come up to you and be like, hey, man, uh, can you train me for competition? Yeah, I, I did have plenty of people asking me, um, you know, for training and competition. Um, I, um, I'm being straightforward. I'm fairly, I'm a fairly new bodybuilding coach. I'm still, I'm still amateur myself, and when it comes to bodybuilding, but you know, I've been coaching. Uh, for you're years. being modest, man. You're being modest. Are you kidding I'm, me? I've been, I've been coaching for years in uh, fight training now. Um, since I'm, I'm no longer fighting, but you know, it's my first time actually. Uh, I, she's actually my second athlete. But she's the first one to actually take this far. So, um, yeah, I've had people. So I try not to take too many people on right now. You know, I'm just trying to perfect the craft first before I take on too many people. I'm trying to take off, uh, bite off more than I could chew. You know, I'm pretty sure you know the saying. You know, um, only because I really want to make sure that whoever I bring onto the stage, whether it's her or anyone after, you know, I make sure I give them, uh, you know, 100% attention and make sure we're successful. I'm not just trying to take on people just to take them on. My man, my man. Um, now, we're talking bodybuilding. And again, we're being joined by Coach Noel Avila's at Fight Life MMA on Instagram. He's the MMA manager for UFC Gym Soho, people. Soho is not a freaking a place in China. Soho is a place in Manhattan. This guy's working in the, the greatest city in the world, killing it. Only bigger and brighter things for Coach Noel. If you don't follow him, you should. If you have the ability to meet him, you should. It's just even if you, you don't want him to uh, teach anything, just to have a conversation with this guy will make your day better. He's one of the positive ones. He's a great guy and respect to him through in and throughout. Now, well, uh, let's rewind a little. How the hell did you get started in this uh, uh, physical world? Uh, was it uh, karate as a five year old? Did you get picked on? Like wh what the hell like started it? Yes, man. Actually, yes. I got picked on. <laughs> not kidding, man. First grade, first day in school, got picked on, got my ass handed to me, man. Shit. Uh, you know, that that that's how that turned out. And uh, I ended up in uh, Aikido. I started learning Aikido. And that's what took me off. I went from Aikido to uh, kickboxing. Uh, then I went into Wang Chung. And then I saw what uh, Muay Thai was. And I'm like, <gasps> that i like that it was just savage dude you go from american kickboxing which i'm sorry it's horrible <laughs> it's just punching kicking and barely there's no elbows there's no clinching there's no it's it's not as savage man i'm sorry and i saw muay thai muay thai was just so savage i just started learning the muay thai and then 1993 i saw ufc one you know i saw them going at it no weight class barely any rules and i'm like I want to do that. Wow. And my, you're crazy. I'm like, what are you, pussy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, you know, I just I started learning more and learning more and learning more. And 
just got into it. And when I when I officially really wanted to get into MMA, uh, that was quite a while ago. And then I went on my search for an MMA trainer. And I didn't find an MMA trainer, but I found somebody that was highly qualified in some stand-up, man. And I ran into uh, my mentor, um, Grandmaster Nathan Ingram. And um, Nathan Ingram, you know, schooled me on a lot of things, man. I learned a lot from Nathan Ingram. And then it just branched out from there, where I met uh, John DeGrom from John DeGrom Martial Arts Academy. Uh, actually a Thai Jitsu practitioner, very good in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is where I actually learned from him was Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Eventually ran into Crew Willie Rivera, learned Muay Thai from Crew Willie Rivera. Uh, ran into some of his students, Joe Mitchell, learned some Muay Thai from Joe Mitchell. And it just branched off. And then I got, got into the MMA and then eventually got into, into some MMA fights. And it just happened from there. You know, would have went, knee got destroyed, uh, trying to get to a lightweight since I'm short. But, uh, not everybody that my height can make 125, man. <laughs> so it tried to make 125. I ended up messing up my left knee. Um, tears in the patella. There's an LCL. Tears in the MCL. So it was it was savage. Uh, pretty much what I was doing. I was a 129 pound kid trying to make uh, 125 doing jumping lunges with an 80 pound sandbag. So. Yeah, because I was going to 125. The guy was a 125er. I'm coming down to 125. So I'm like, I got to be more explosive. I, no matter what I was, I was trying to be more. And I was already explosive. I was already fast. I was already strong. But trying to push it more, I kind of messed up my knee. And bang, that's where it went. But, you know, the career was short-lived, but great. I met a lot of great people, man. Um Met a lot of great people like Frankie Perez from Dead Serious Combat, uh, Eugene Perez. Puerto Rico. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Frankie Perez, he's Puerto Rican, but um, they're uh, based on Jersey. His son uh, is actually a DJ. Um, actually, Frankie Perez is the promoter. He's the matchmaker for Ring of Combat. Oh, okay, okay. I've... And his uh, I believe, if I'm correct, uh, he used to train under, uh, I think it was Almeida. In Jersey, that sounds familiar. Was not legal in New York, so we had to go to Jersey to fight. Man, do you have any regrets? I try to live my life with no regrets. Like I don't want to be the father who's like, "No, you gotta push yourself. You gotta try. What are you doing?" And then screaming at the son on the sideline. I have no regrets. I believe everything happens for a reason. You know. Mm -hmm. You grow through life. Life doesn't happen to you. You grow through it. So I, I have no regrets. You know, I don't regret anything. Um, all my training was insane and I enjoyed every aspect of it, even the injuries. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Um, I believe what we go through makes us who we are. You know, and the more you go through, the, the more you grow, the more you become. Have you ever thought about giving, uh, again, we're being joined by Coach Noel Avila's at Fight Life MMA on Instagram, the MMA manager for UFC Gym, freaking Manhattan, Soho. Have you ever thought about like, uh, and I guess you do it every day, you, you know, you could probably run into a teenager every now and then, but have you ever thought of speaking in front of like a high school or a junior high school, like kind of motivating? Um, wow. I've actually been asked that twice and I just didn't feel up doing it. You can't uh, pussy up there. 
So, <laughs> you know, man, I don't want to, I, I got to, you know me, bro, I got to have it and drop an F-bomb, man, and that's, <laughs> bro. <laughs> oh, they're going <laughs> to keep the henny away from him. Keep the henny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, 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 I say because I think you're, I don't know. Just like the cadence, the beat to your rhythm is like, it's smooth, man. You're like meditating. Like I'm, I'm like the last interview, very hyper. And I, you're putting me in a meditating state, man. It feels good. Like, uh, I don't know if you have some like samurai blood in you or Mr. Miyagi blood in you. You're, you're calm. You're calm, cool dude, man. It's, it's a gift. You can't teach it. You really can't. So when are you <laughs> <laughs> you gotta catch me at the right time. True. This time, mini Hulk. <laughs> you just haven't caught me at those times, man. You speak too soon. <laughs> you speak too eloquently of me, man. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate your words, brother. No, I feel like you've been through many wars and your experience, man. You could raise this new wave of samurai and warrior. And uh, if for anyway, like it, it, I'm not just saying the people who gotta get in a ring or a cage, but it's like. Maybe the business guy who he's, he doesn't get the promotion he wants. He, he's not confident in the office or maybe the, the teacher who just uh, things are too fast for. I just think your, your word of wisdom could be stronger for everybody. And that's why I believe martial arts can save the world. It could be for everybody. People think it's some kumbaya shit, but I really think if everybody trained, it'd be a calmer world. Uh, my martial arts did help me a lot. You know, growing up as a kid, I did have a lot of anger issues, too. And, uh, you know, my martial arts did, did help me with that. You know, it, it really did. You know, um, there was a time where I, uh, a little gap in my, a little gap where I wasn't training martial arts and I was just working, you know, hanging out, partying. And basically, I wasn't myself anymore. I was somebody else. And, you know, it's when I got back into the martial arts, I got, you know, back more being more myself, more calm, more controlled. So, yeah, I believe if uh, I agree, if everybody did martial arts, man, the world would be a different place. <laughs> as, as, as cheesy as that might sound, man, it, it really would, man. Martial arts just, it does help people build uh, a level of self-discipline and self-control. And, and it also, you know, it, it helps you, you know, realize, you know, everything's not about you and it should be about helping others. Always, you know. It's not always about oneself, you know, helping others is the ultimate gratification, honestly. Do you think things are getting twisted with the Conor McGregor era? It's like this prize fighting thing for MMA is on like steroids. It's like everybody's trying to like cash in now by talking the talk when it might be it not might be their true self. Like they might be a really like calm person with the imagine you uh, like uh, like if I saw you with the chinchilla uh, sunglasses, you, you got your henny. It'd be like, uh, what would be uh, Noel's Henny or something? And you're like, you listen to me, you little bitch. I feel like that's not Noel. That's not Noel. And uh, do you see, run into any of this of the teenagers? Like, like because I don't know, they could be influenced pretty easy at that age. Can be influenced pretty easily, man. That's all. Um, you know, I I don't I don't go for those. I don't follow those type of fighters pretty much. You know, um, I learned from my teacher. Uh, I learned, I learned, so, you know, reiterating something from my teacher, Nathan Ingram, man, you know, your students want to emulate you. They want to be you. That's what really changed me. You know, 
And I taught a lot of kids. And the last thing I wanted was some kids running around being uh, like a Conor McGregor because of me, you know, you know, I didn't want that. So I actually, when I'm around kids, like my foul language, there's no foul language. That is like my kryptonite for that. So you have one F-bomb out of my mouth when there's kids around. That's like, that is literally my kryptonite for that. You know, kids, kids are... Kid, kid, kids really change people up, not just martial arts too. Because I'll tell you one thing: when I'm around, when I'm around kids, it's a whole different story. You know, I, I believe kids. Wow, I got veered off a little too much. Uh, no, no, it's, it's true. It's, they're innocent. Going back to what um, Nathan Ingram taught when he was telling me is, kids want to be you, so you got to be careful, man, because kids are always watching. They're always watching. Your students are always watching. You know, so I that that helped me and also changed my behavior and the way I carry myself. So I always tend to around kids, you know, carry myself at, at the utmost with the utmost respect. And, you know, because I want them to move that forward, pass that on. Because kids, kids want to be whoever they, you know, whoever they look up to. So when you're teaching these classes and then you're teaching kids, your behavior needs to be on point because that's what you're teaching these kids. So imagine me acting like uh, your boy Connor <laughs> around kids, man. That's, I mean, if that's how you want the kids to behave, by all means, but that's not me. I, I don't want the kids to behave like that. I don't want to be responsible for that. You know, I want the kids to grow up with, you know, integrity, you know, respect, be, you know, gentlemen, you know, be a positive, be something positive in society. I 100% agree, man. We need a lot more mental strength. And I'm not being insensitive to mental weakness. I believe everybody has anxieties. You know, it's like before walking into work. We're all susceptible to that. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't start with one day. It's like uh, one day turns into a week, turns into a month. It's like, I, I'm trying to, you probably run into this too. Like maybe it's easier for us because we've been grinding for a while, but to, to stay in shape, but it's like you run into you want to put yourself in that shoes. You don't want to be like, come on, it's easy. Just work out, go for a walk. And it's, it's, it's a whole man. If they're caught into the Netflix thing, I don't watch Netflix. I watch a movie because it's two, two hours in and out, but it's like Joe Rogan says it. He goes, why? And this is no political thing. He goes, the news is so prevalent to tell you to take this magic pill and you'll be good. But they should be telling you to go outside, go for a walk. You don't have to be around people. Take care of yourself. And it's true. It's like, I think that's the, the key to life, man. Healthy body, healthy mind. Think about it. You'll have more energy for everything. But like, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, man, um, people get a little too comfortable being a sedentary. But, that, but I think that's, that's an easy trap that any of us could fall into, man. Any of us could fall into. Too easy. Wait. Learn to recognize and learn to avoid. So what do you got coming up? I saw you guys at the UFC gym Soho facility. You guys got a nice upstairs when I was there. It was just a freaking construction site. There was people uh, smoking cigarettes, eating sandwiches. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> it looks phenomenal, man. It looks cool. I can't wait to come down. Colby Covington was actually there. Shout outs to the UFC uh, countdown crew. I was like, nice. I go, did GQ thing here. 
Uh, we, we've had we had some good fight. We had a lot of fighters come here. Uriah comes here a lot. It's my boy. Shout out to Uriah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And uh, real recognizes real. I'm, I'm sure like all these people, you're not like, oh, my God, it's Uriah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not the starstruck type, man. But uh, you know, I I have my fighters that you know I have the utmost respect. That when I see them, it's like, oh man, man, great to meet you, brother. You know, Uriah uh, Uriah Hall being one. You know, one day I hope to meet Jose Aldo. Yeah, I met I met a quite a few. Yeah, I'm a Jose Aldo fan. Coming up, bro, I watched all his fights, man. I watched that man destroy so many people, and the way they did him off that one bullshit fight with McGregor was just sad. McGregor and a rematch because he knew he wasn't going to be able to that period. Yeah, anybody if Aldo wins the title again, in my opinion, he's higher ranked than Khabib. Mm. Mm. Well, he's been around longer than Khabib, not to take nothing away from Khabib. I love Khabib, man, but that's another weight class, too. You know, it's a 155 weight class. But Aldo went undefeated for 10 years. People keep forgetting that, man. That man went undefeated for 10 years straight, destroying everybody. Destroying, not winning, destroying everybody. Cub Swanson, Mike Brown, Uriah's legs. Holy moly. That became a fucking name. Yo, that became a term. Yo, he got Uriah favored. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Uriah. That was <laughs> no, dude, even Uriah had jokes on that. Even Faber had jokes on that, bro. It is what it is. Yeah, I know he ain't take that personal. It was just how those are savage, bro. Was a savage, still is a savage. You know, that last fight he just had was just amazing, dude. Oh, man, phenomenal. He still, he still got it. He's still a beast. He is not over the hill. He just had to get out of a rut. We all get into our ruts. I believe the true definition of a champion is knowing how to come back from a loss. You know, you're never a real champion until you can come back. You know, getting getting to the top is one thing. Falling down and getting back up is another. I, I believe that's the true definition of a champion. And these little divisions, they got to get respect, man. It's like, I think MMA is... Unless it just, it doesn't. I think it's headed right down the boxing path. I think uh, fighters like Gaethje Chandler, we all benefited. I'm sure they got a nice bonus, but it's like they, they took a lot out of themselves to put on a performance. I, I could totally see a lot more Khabib's, like the Floyd Mayweather-esque, where it's like, you know, go for strategy. I'm not here to please you. I'm here to secure my future, my next generation's. And I think, look at the 145ers, 35s, 25ers. They don't get tired. More technique. Uh, I, I I just see boxing. Excuse me. I see MMA leaning towards boxing. Uh, where do you see this sport going, man? Is it going to just close shop if somebody dies? Like, can we, like, it, like that's my biggest fear. Um, the sport of boxing will never die, but I believe it's had its time. It's peak. It, it's all peaked way long ago. MMA is coming. MMA is here. MMA is the truth. You know, I just hope the judging in MMA doesn't get like the judging in boxing. Mm. I stopped after that fiasco with Bradley, uh, with Pacquiao Bradley too. Dude, what the fuck was that? That was, a, since then, I kid you not, I don't pay for boxing. 
I do not pay to watch boxing. I don't care who's fighting. It's that simple. Um, the judging is disgusting sometimes. It's completely like disrespectful. Like what they did with Pacquiao Bradley too was just utterly disgusting. And the fact that they did it in front of everybody's face was just I, that that was just like a, a complete turnoff. Since then, I Canelo Triple G. That was a good one too. Didn't pay for it though. <laughs> but the Adelaide Bird, she scored at ten rounds for Canelo the first one to make it a draw. And it's like I'm I'm new to boxing. It's been like the last five years getting into it. Even though I did see the 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 Bradley uh, Tim Bradley fight versus uh, Manny Pacquiao fight. Uh, here and there I'd watch, but now I'm into it a lot more. This guy that I follow online, he says it's so corrupt. This judge trained at this gym and those there. And I was like, wait, how is this legal? Yeah, bro. But point blank, that, 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 should, that should never happen, period. You knew that judge trained at that individual's gym. That, that, whoever, whoever allowed that person to be a judge should get fired on the spot. That, 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 that's my opinion. Like that, that. Are we in the mafia times? Like you could just pay off the, I don't know. Bro, I mean, listen, amateur MMA, bro, there's certain circuits you don't want to touch either, man. Certain circuits still pay the fucking judges. And amateur MMA here in New York, you don't want to touch that either. There's certain circuits. I used to tell people about certain circuit, which will remain nameless, right? Don't put your guys there. One day I'll let you know what, let me give it a shot. Oh yeah, I learned better. Set my 135 guy up with a 145er. Yep. Said that that was disgusting. How did my female, how did my female fighter get a standing eight count for getting kneed in the crotch? Yeah, she got a standing eight count for getting kneed in the crotch. Not kneeing someone in the crotch, for getting kneed in the crotch. She got a standing eight count. They were of, like she was wobbled. Bro, when I asked the ref, okay, why? Explain that. He looked at me, bro. She's a female. Bro, this was live. This was live on internet. I was this close to knocking that man's teeth right down his throat. I night. Yeah. I, I've never gone back to that circuit again. I will never bring another fighter to that circuit ever again. You know, it's it's just disgusting. Now, uh, Teddy Atlas spoke about this about the boxing. I never seen this from the uh, MMA side of things. It's crazy, man. It's like, and they're fighting for free. Yeah, that it's it. Ah, uh, it's look in the amateur circuit. You just gotta be careful what promoters you deal with, because at the end of the day, um. Promoters are not about the fighters. Promoters are about money. That's being realistic. You know, even one of my coaches is a promoter, right? When I put my guys in his uh, in his events, you know, I don't look at him as my coach. I look at him as a promoter. You know, he's a fair guy. You know, not not saying he's not. He's a fair guy, but you always got to take into account a promoter's going to look. Uh, he's going to take care of his promotion first. Is protect the house with them. Yeah. So as as a coach, you always got to always protect your fighter. That's your job. OK, it's not the promoter's job. So don't always think you're getting a fair fight. Always, always do your homework, do your research. Gotcha. And uh, how are the prospects coming out of UFC Jim Soho? 
from Coach Noel Avila's at Fight Life MMA. How's uh how's some of the young cats looking? I have too many fighters right now. I got one I'm building right now. I got one I'm building right now. It'll take him a year or two before I get him really nasty. But uh, is it I the got... one you just posted on Instagram? Oh no no no! Him, I switched over to boxing right now. I got him over with my boxing coach Marco Suarez. You know, at a look at you playing chess. Yeah, so uh, no, my kid is good. He's actually uh, sparred with a few named guys. He sparred with uh, Zab Judah, Tank Gibalta. Kid's only sixteen. Oh well, yeah, nasty too. It's his first boxing match not too long ago. Amateur. He's only sixteen. He's been with me since he was eleven. When I had him in Muay Thai, he was uh, record was uh, three and one. You know, three wins, one for uh, one loss. That one loss was so close that I didn't even matter. Dude, he was from uh, one of Ram, um, Rami's guys. He was from this gym out in Pennsylvania. And the other kid, Max, was really good. It was a really close fight. That when that third belt rung, the fight was over. I went right to my kid. Doesn't even matter about the decision. That fight was extremely close. Don't care about the decision. It was that good. My, my, my kid is good. He's a savage. It, it, it took him a little bit of time to acclimate to the boxing, but he's so good in the boxing. We just switched him over to boxing. He's over with my coach now. Marco Suarez who was a uh, trained uh, Christina Cruz, 10 time uh, golden glove champion. She's I uh, got right now in pro boxing. Now he's trained quite a few guys. You know, my boxing coach is no joke. He's trained Steven Martinez, Lou Cruz, quite a few main guys. Now I feel like uh, you're always going to like have your hands full, like juggle a, a couple of hats, but if you could pick one role uh, to be 80 hours a week, pour your full time into would it be coach? Would it be manager? Would it be a uh, person, uh, a bodybuilding coach? Like how do you feel like you're just good when you juggle everything? Do I have to pick one? <laughs> then never mind. Man. If that's how your brain works, God bless you. Like, Hey, yo, listen, um, I, I love it. I love what I do. There's nothing. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's training, but uh, I love it. I wouldn't give it up for anything in the world, man. You know, people have asked me, oh, you never became a champ. You never went pro. You never did this. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You know, the, the goal isn't the goal for me. I mean, the, my train of thought, not, not really cool. My train of thought is I didn't get that far. That doesn't mean I can't live my my championship through my students. It's for me, martial arts always about passing on the knowledge, you know, evolving the art, you know, making it better, passing it down better so that they can pass it down even better. Yeah. And John Cavanaugh and. Trevor Whitman, Jason Perillo, like, I don't think they were champions, like, but they, they had the mind, like maybe they, they were the tougher ones than the, uh, the, the Rose Namajunas or the, uh, the Conor McGregor's. Maybe they took the brunt of getting all that experience of going through all the hardships that they can make their fighter at an easier time. It's not, it's not, again, it's not about, you know, it's not about being a champ yourself. Not everybody can be a champion. But that's uh, the thing, man. You are a champion. That's my point. Like you're a champion of life. That's more important than a belt. Yeah, like, what if I, you were an asshole and you got the belt behind you? Like it, it's, that doesn't mean anything. Maybe you get yeah. an extra date, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but me, it's, um, you know, I, I live. I, I live my my life now, my experiences through my students. You know, I try and pass on as much of my knowledge to my students as possible. 
And I'm still learning myself. I'm always learning. You know, no, nobody knows it all. I'm constantly learning. I'm, I'm I stay learning some Trevor Whitman stuff and uh, from everybody, everybody, everybody. Uh, when I, I still look, watch a lot of Boss Root and stuff. Uh, oh, I'm tired. Excuse me. What, what, what's this student? Thai. Uh, the coach at Bang Muay Thai. You gotta be fair. Chris used to. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dwayne See? Ludwig. Yeah, Dwayne Ludwig. Because my boy used to call me. He's like, "Yo, you, you, yo, you fight a lot like Dwayne Ludwig." And I'm like, "Who the hell, is Ludwig?" <laughs> I'm like, "Who's Dwayne Ludwig?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay." So I looked him up. And I'm like, "Oh shit, this guy's nasty." Yes. Oh, he learns from Basu, and that's why, because I started learning, because I knew martial arts, and then, you know, when I started learning, um, trying to get him really get into the MMA before I got a coach, I was watching Basu and DVDs, you know? So I, has I, a DVD? Oh, yeah, from the Basu and DVDs, I'm going to be real. Like, I already knew Aikido, I already knew uh, kickboxing, you know, I didn't know any boxing yet, but I knew, uh, I knew kickboxing, I knew Aikido, I had learned some Wang Chung, which... I'm sorry, not going to work in the cage, but Wang Chung is definitely a sick art in the street. Yes. Um, yeah, man, I, I learned some of that stuff. And I'm like, yeah. Then I'm like, you know, I, I got into the MMA. I learned I learned about Dwayne Ludwig. I learned the boss Rutan. And man, uh, dude, the, these, these are guys that, these are guys I'm still learning from. I still learn from them. I watch their stuff to teach as well. It's not just the stuff I've learned. I, I take my own experiences, but we all have so much to learn from each other. Nobody knows it all. We're always continuously learning, man. And and I try to keep my I keep a, keep my head an open book, man. I try to learn as much as possible. Well, Coach Noel Avilas, you are humble. You are modest. You know a shit ton of martial arts and uh, a lot of life experience. Again, follow him on Instagram at Fight Life MMA. He's the MMA manager of UFC Jim Soho. I really appreciate the time, man. You are one of the hardest workers I've ever met in my life, and I've worked some. Uh, I've met some pretty fucking grinders, and uh, I consider myself a grinder. And you, sir, just you are a workhorse, and I really appreciate you as a human being as well. You're not a, a hard worker who's an asshole, because everybody can work hard, be tired, and be an asshole. Unless you walk out of here and you just you you slap people in the face when you leave the gym, and you never, don't hold the door, uh, which obviously you probably have never. Uh, done in your life you're a great human being can you leave us with this what is the best mindset for training whether it's uh, uh listen to your body like something that could sum up just a good mindset to live your physical life with um like you said listen to your body listen to your coach but uh ne ne never give up i like that Never give up. If it's if it's truly your dream, stick to it. Don't let don't let other people tell you you can't do it. You can't get it done. You know, keep pushing, keep going. You work hard, you push hard enough, you get there, man. You will get there. You will get there. If you keep striving, you keep pushing, you will keep learning, you will be successful. You will be successful. You know, never let anybody else place limitations on you that you haven't placed on yourself. Beautiful. That's the fucking quote, people. That's the quote. Coach Novel, uh, Noel, Novel, <laughs> Coach Noel Avila's at Fight Life MMA. I love you, brother. I really appreciate it. 
And we need you back over here, man. We can come back over here. We throw some podcasts here. Yes, sir. We'll I'm planning on uh, hopefully January. Come, come on right. down. And uh, we'll do at the gym, man. We'll have a nice UFC, actual real life UFC gym background. Do it right in the gym, bro. Now we have no back room. <laughs> um, thank you, Noel. Take it easy, brother. Brother, thank you for thank you for the time, man. It's been a pleasure. Great seeing you. Hope to see you again, man. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Exhausted. <laughs> when I'm a lot more, uh, when I'm a lot more energetic. The last, the last one we did was actually good. That never made it to light. <laughs> I know it's the mixtapes, right? It's the Tupac mixtape that nobody's gonna hear. <laughs> Videos. <laughs> actually, you know what? Um, let's do it if possible. Let's do one. Let, let's do one on the two sixty nine in January, or whichever one they have in January. Uh, right, right, right. That's January twenty second. Uh, Francis versus Gun. Okay. Inganu. Yeah, uh, I'll try to come down uh, the weekend before then. Okay, yeah. So let's do it. All right, brother. I'm going to stop recording now. Noel, thank you for the beautifully worded sentiments. Uh, dude, you are a motivating individual. And anybody who thinks they don't, need martial arts or martial arts can be brutal or fighting can be brutal just look at noel he's a person that uses martial arts and fighting for good it's like uh superpowers you have the the superheroes and you have the super villains uh coach noel avilas is one of these superheroes so hope you guys enjoyed the episode it was a very smooth easygoing episode Talk to you soon. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.